0: Hello, welcome to the Rogue O Tours podcast. My name is Chad Durham.
1: I am Jacob Hampton. I'm Eric Wood.
0: And today we are counting down our 5 favorite movies that are based on true events or true stories, real life whatever name you wanna give it, okay? We're, we're here to talk about our favorite movies that are based on things that actually happened, okay? As we've been the last couple times, uh, last many times, we are remote, we are digital, and so if we have audio issues, we apologize in advance. Uh, as we count down our favorite movies based on true stories, we decided, because of our uh, heavy slant towards Uh, the social network, that we would remove the social network from our rankings. Um, If you've listened to the Rogo Tours uh, podcast over the last several years, you know that all three of us really, and especially Jake and I, are incredibly large fans of David Fincher's The Social Network. And we are just giving it, generally speaking, especially for Jake and I, the number one spot, but we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to say it's number one. We're just going to ignore it for today. And you can listen to about 10 other episodes of ours if you want to hear us delve into the social network. You can listen to uh, our favorite movies of the decade if you want to hear us, as well as one full episode simply dedicated to the social network. Okay, As we broke down our five favorite movies, we didn't really have any guidelines that we all necessarily shared uh, among the three of us. Basically, whatever we felt like was based on true stories or real events, we could include here. Um, I will give a brief example, Um, The Silence of the Lambs and Rain Man, in some places you can see that they were loosely based on some characters, some real people that existed, but neither story really borrowed a plot from the real world. So for me, I was like, I'm not going to include Rain Man, I'm not going to include The Silence of the Lambs. Uh, It was more real stories, multiple events, uh, that were true and then taken and and fictionalized. So um, before we jump into, you know, movies that didn't make our list and then our countdown from five to one, we want to talk just a little bit about for us, what were we looking for in a movie that was based on real life? So Eric, if you don't mind telling us first, as you went through and you were trying to come up with your favorites, what were you looking for in these movies? Like, what made them a great movie based on a true story for you?
2: So, for me, I felt like the more research I did, the more I dug. You know, you mentioned Rain Man, you mentioned Side of the um, The Big Lebowski. Like, all these have little pieces of being based in, uh, in some, some sense of, of truth um very even loosely uh small pieces of truth. Yeah. Like Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre and, and such. Uh because it was so broad, because it was so uh uh there's so many I felt like could kinda of be mushed into this category. I tried to create genres and, and do mine a little more genre based. Uh that helped me a little bit. It helped me at least categorize where what i was looking for what i liked what i enjoyed um so that was a, that was a key part on my evaluation of them nice uh, and i break some of those up as we go through i'll kind of give you my my thoughts on on how i came to that um overall just you know that the more of the story was true than than not um because i think that you also as a as a director as a screenwriter you have your own you know, you're trying to sell tickets, so you also have your own, uh, you know, you can change things, you can adapt, you can adjust um, and make it, make it your own. So I think that's, a, that's an interesting conversation for me with, with you guys is how much, how much freedom, how much liberty are we giving them uh, to change a true life story or are we basing it on that this is the facts, this is what happened. Right. I think even with network, like, that, we all look, you know, very highly on, you know, I think there's there's a little bit of, yeah, did this really happen? Is this historically accurate? Sure. And I don't think that's sure. what the movie, what the film, what makes a good film, but, you know, if you're evaluating them, I think that's an interesting uh, area to look at. So those are some nice. of my thoughts.
0: Well, and I, I'm going to let Jake... Uh, give his I just wanted to say yeah for me you're right you bring up something like the social network which we're not going to include in our list the um the social network has a lot of fabricated stuff it is very fictionalized and I'll just say very quickly before Jake jumps in that doesn't really play into my ranking at all It, it was basically like if it was based on a true story then i evaluated it as a movie jake do you want to do you want to add some to that or give some of your thoughts
1: yeah um i agree so i I actually prefer when they take something that did actually happen but then blow it up into a more interesting movie because a lot of times maybe uh one or two movie worthy things happen in a given true story but you have (laughs) to find a way to uh, connect the rest of it, you know, and make it feel like a 90 minutes to two hours worth watching. Right. Um, but it is such an interesting kind of unique, uh, I mean, it's not even a genre, right? We see different genres that are based on true stories, but just a, a unique function of a movie where there's kind of this like promise being made to the audience in a way of like, hey, we're showing you something that actually happened, yet we're also expecting you to know that like some of it didn't, right? Because no one can ever know exactly what conversations took place and things like that uh, when it comes down to the details. But anyway, I I do like when they run with that freedom of what can we, you know, do to make it interesting, not even to guess what happened in the details, but just make this a good movie. Um, So one way, one way I kind of, oh, were you going to say something, Eric? Yeah, that's something that complicated it
2: for me was the balance between letting someone run with something and then completely, you know, fictionalizing something or changing manipulating what's going on you know like i mean i think you could look at uh what's the tarantino once upon a time in hollywood like those yeah. are real characters you know and then it's but it's also manipulating and, and changing history and all that um so i don't know for me that i i i think that's an interesting uh you know Fascist. way to way way to create art and yeah that's a that's a interesting facet to it but it, i don't know it, it it's it's hard for me to quantify then where do you draw the line on well that's creative liberties versus well, that's you just making fiction
1: you know like right you know. and it's not like you have interruptions in these movies where they explain what's the fact and what's the fiction which is also yeah an interesting yeah thing about them but uh so when I watch them, I usually just assume not all of it actually happened, and it is fun to look it up after, but I, I uh, try to judge it as a movie regardless of how faithful it is to the action that it's based on. Uh, so any, how I kind of narrowed down my pool that I was picking from was uh, char- like specific characters all based on actual people involved, if that was like kind of the drive. So for example, one that came uh, to mind today that I was like, oh, I could put that really far up there was Dunkirk. And I was like, well, technically, as far as I know, no one, uh, very few people in Dunkirk, like the characters we follow around in that movie, are actually based on any real soldiers. I'm pretty sure they're all just kind of placeholder fictional soldiers. Um, so I disqualified that one. I mean, I'm including it now as an honorable mention because I, I love it so much, but to me, it didn't really fit what I was going for with my list, which is like, here are these people, they did these things. And that is the, uh, the true story.
0: Nice. I, I, uh, didn't do that on purpose, but thinking through my list, I'm like, Oh yeah, I think that's where mine ended up too. Um, but most of the ones I think I even have and I, you know, as always, I have a bunch to name that didn't make the list. Make the list. It, it, it is, it is like these, these, did real things. Jake mentioned looking it up. I will look it up a lot. I'm like, oh, what really happened? I remember when I watched Ford versus Ferrari, I was like, oh, what if this was real, et cetera, et cetera. But it rarely changes my perception of how good that movie was. It just is knowledge for me. Oh, that's interesting. That was real. Oh, that's cool. That wasn't. like One of my honorable mentions, and it was also you know, one from our uh, sports movies was uh, Remember the Titans. And with Remember the Titans... I remember looking it up you know. after a while of seeing it and realizing how much was completely made up about Remember the Titans. That doesn't mean I don't love the movie Remember the Titans. I love it, and I watch it all the time. And I'm never like, hey, I can't believe they changed this. But I do like knowing because it's interesting to know. It leads me to the real story. But that, my overall opinion, my overall critique of the movie, rarely if ever depends on how well they depicted the truth. I don't care. I care about if they taught me something, if they made me think about life, based in most facts, right? Growing, growing a seed of thematic resonance from these characters and events and facts, even if, you know, once that tree grows, there's a lot of branches that are new. Okay, the metaphor fell apart, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, all right, let's jump into movies that did not make our top fives. okay? Um, we'll have Jake if you don't mind, you don't going first, and then Eric, and then I'll finish up with movies that you considered based on real events, stuff you like that didn't quite make your favorite five.
1: Okay, yeah, um, and I'll start with one that really exemplifies what I can love about a based on a true story movie, which is hustlers. Uh, nice. I mean, very new, just from last year, right? But uh, what I like about hustlers is that it's very morally gray and it uh, it plays with perspective a bit on like who experienced the events in which way and how they felt about it. Um so I really like true story movies that do that kind of thing. I tend to get bored with a lot of the like um straightforward biographical ones that are about uh, that do a lot of hero worship on just some like great person who lived and like their only flaws are they cared too much and things like that. <laughs> uh, i I prefer more uh, let's like portray these stories as complicated as life is. So hustler's uh, was one for me. Uh, Rocket Man, um, which I mean, I was kind of iffy anyway because it has some kind of fantastical elements mixed in with depictions of Elton John's real life. but uh, really liked that one. Um, Zodiac by Fincher uh, was a contender for me for sure. And uh, Black Klansman was another one I considered. That didn't uh, quite make the top five for me, but really loved that. True story.
0: Nice. Eric, what are some that didn't hit your top five?
1: Okay, so
2: honorable mention, I went with uh, Schindler's List, uh, Raging Bull, uh, 127 Hours, uh, Hidden Fe- Figures, and what's another one? Uh, tombstone. Oh, tombstone. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think
0: about tombstone. That's one you, like, you brought up already. That I'm like, oh man, I never, I never even had that one. Um, yeah. Okay, so it, here's some for me. I already mentioned Remember the Titans. Also, Moneyball, which was my favorite sports movie of all time. Quite cracked the top five of my favorite based on real life stories here, um, but I love uh, it's it's uh, focus on character like Jake talked about a little bit. These are real people making real decisions, and it just happens to also be a sports movie. The Two Popes just from last year, which was one of my top ten. Um, I know they fabricated a lot, a lot of conversations that they had no idea um, if they even happened, but moved me a lot. Uh, the King's Speech which I really did like after I was mad about it, uh, winning Best Picture over the social network. I finally saw it and was like, this is a good movie. Like it's moving, it's well shot. Hotel Rwanda with Don Cheadle, uh, one a gritty one, Joaquin Phoenix too. Uh, Lincoln, Daniel Day-Lewis, a movie Steven Spielberg always seems to like surprise me, movies I don't think I'll love. Spotlight, Best Picture winner from a couple years ago. Um, uh, really smart, really subtle, really nuanced and deals a lot with, you know, that moral ambiguity that, that Jake talked about. I'm not saying, anyway, just the way we deal with processing certain moral things. Uh, Without Limits, another one of my favorite sports ones, The Cat's Meow, which was directed by Peter Bogdanovich starring Kirsten Dunst, a movie that I love, really low-key movie about this ship where this guy was killed and they never figured out who did it. Uh, Heat, which I didn't know until a couple days ago, was based on a true story. Michael Mann's Heat, one of the best crime movies ever, and it shifted it was number 5 on my list and then it was not and then it was 5 and then it was not and ultimately it's one of my cutoffs. And then the sound of music. I know I always have a lot of but I always throw a ton in there before I start processing what my top 5 are. There you go. There you
2: go.
0: All right, let's jump in. Eric, tell us what you're starting with here. Your favorite based on real events, movies.
2: Uh, So my number five, uh, I went with the genre of sports. So we just hit that podcast really hard. Uh, Made me reflect a little bit on some of these. I classified uh, the two times for me. I I broke this in. I, I hashed this out. I broke it down even further. So Warrior and Ford versus Ferrari. Um were two examples of sports. Uh real based on real events, based on real people. Um uh, we mentioned both those in our sports um our sports lists. But uh for me, I think that list got me thinking a lot about uh Warrior and I went back and watched it and uh it's just a strong movie. I just really enjoyed it. Um and then Ford versus Ferrari was one of those surprise. Uh, really, made me think a lot about the event, the history behind that stuff. Made me want to research some of that stuff. Not a big racing guy. My dad's a big racing guy. Uh, it's but that was a really compelling story to me. And so, yeah, go see those. Go see those sports. Hit that sports genre. That's that's my number five.
0: All right, you did it. Right, I like did it. Chad Durham. Chad Durham. <laughs>
2: I've tied all, I think I've tied all of these. Just to oh my me. gosh, so many right. of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I'll do my number five, and then we'll hand it over to Jake. Uh, my number five was already mentioned as one that didn't quite make Eric's list. <laughs> my fifth favorite movie based on real life is, real life is Steven Spielberg's, Spielberg's Schindler's List. list. Schindler's List um considered by many you know to be the definitive depiction of the holocaust um artistically shot uh moving uh sad honest dealing with real characters real people trying to depict depict the events of the holocaust without you know rose-colored glasses but at the same time acknowledging some of the things that were going on behind the scenes help out some of those people also depicting characters not the way jake said we're not looking at these characters as people who always do the right thing or people who always do the wrong thing this is real people like schindler himself played by uh liam neeson he is not depicted as a perfect person but someone who's trying to do the right thing even though you know personally he might not be you know the greatest hero Spielberg, because he can do such great things as a director, does a lot of really artistic things in Schindler's List. And I've never truly cared how accurate Schindler was or how accurate Ray Fine's character was um, because the movie feels so real. There's a documentary feel to it, but not in the way where you feel like you're being force-fed history in a way that feels artistic, thoughtful, and engaging, while at the same time not glossing over the terror of those events. And so that's why There's List is my fifth favorite uh, movie based on a true story. Jake, what do you got?
1: All right, my number five. Uh, it's off the beaten path because it's not a. It wasn't made into a movie because it was a well-known story or anything like that. Um, rather, it's a story based directly on the director's own experiences, and, and I included it because. I, uh, I mean, her her name is still the same in the movie and everything. Like she, uh, Laura Dern, is playing the director as a person. Um, that movie is The Tale from uh, just a couple of years ago. Uh, it's actually on HBO. Like it's an HBO movie. Um, have either of you seen it? No. Okay. I mean, I'll warn anyone listening. It's uh, super heavy and kind of uh, shockingly graphic in a lot of ways um, with what it portrays. But it's about a woman. Uh, coming to terms with the fact that uh, she was abused when she was a child and had kind of like constructed lies to uh, um, not have to deal with it. Uh, lies for herself, basically. So, Jennifer Fox, the director, it's based on her own experiences um, very directly. And it's just really, uh, as graphic as it is, it's also equally profound and uh, emotional, um, super moving and really thought provoking just in terms of how the human mind works, how we can block things out or how we can uh, falsify memories or tell ourselves that things happened in a way uh, that best, that's most convenient for us um, uh, to be able to live our lives. So anyway, kind of a weird one, but it it is based on her real experience of uh, going through that. So, Awesome.
0: Yeah, thank you. I—I'll be honest. I'm not even sure I've heard the title. Heard the title.
1: Yeah, I think it yeah, maybe got shafted a little bit because of the HBO thing. Because it didn't go to theaters, I think if it had gone the theaters, to theaters, it, it would have been a been, huge Oscar uh, contender for that year. Yeah. But,
0: um, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, I'll jump in with my number four. Um, my number four favorite based on a true story movie is uh, Ron Howard's 1995 Apollo 13. Um, Apollo 13 I've always found to be incredibly tense, incredibly well dis- uh, constructed, excuse me, great performances by people like Tom Hanks and Bill Paxton, ooh, excuse me, Gary Sinise, Ed Harris. Um I remember it was one of those movies that was seminal to me as far as growing up and realizing what movies could do. I had a friend in our neighborhood who was Russian. And when the movie ended, I said to him, holy cow, Like I can't believe how tense that movie made me, even though I knew how it was going to end. And he was like, how'd you know how it was going to end? And I was like, dude, it's based on a true story. And he was like, it is? He had no idea no semblance that Apollo 13 was based on anything true. But that's one thing I've always remembered that. It's actually a movie that I still, I only have on VHS, which is like because I'm old. Um, and I still don't have again on DVD. But Ron Howard is an interesting director because he can be considered by some to be pedestrian, but he has a lot of really great movies in like his oeuvre or whatever you want to say. But he's not really known as a stylist. He's known as somebody who just comes in and tells the story. I happen to think Apollo 13 is his best directorial effort. There's a lot of stuff he does practically to really like enhance what's going on. um, And a lot of really subtle uh, camera stuff, editing stuff, and of course the great performances that really elevate uh, Apollo 13. So that's my number four, that's my um, movie. Jake, you wanna hit four so we don't leave you last again, then we'll go to Eric.
1: Yeah. Uh, my number four is number Dallas Buyers Club. Club. Nice. Uh, which is a pretty straightforward. You know, here's what happened. Uh, these were these events type of true story movie. But, um, man, I think I love it the most for the performances. I've talked about them before on the podcast. But uh, I thought both Matthew McConaughey and Jared Leto were both so deserving of their wins at the Oscars that year. S- still baffled that Jared Leto just can't seem to do something like that again and insists on picking bad movies but whatever (laughs) Uh, man um it's just uh as with pretty much every movie in my top five that i'm naming it's really affecting story um i like that matthew mcconaughey's character i can't even remember his name off the top of my head i mean the real person not even the
2: character uh
1: but i like that um He's a jerk for a lot of the movie, Um, but uh, doing an interesting and good thing, which is trying to help people with HIV get the medication that they need when the system is not uh, allowing for it. And so uh, educational as well, which is something I just didn't, uh, I haven't mentioned yet, which I like about these movies is, um, you know, teach me something about how something works or give me a better idea of what something historical that happened, even if, I know that it's dressed up in the uh, fictional world of movies, at least it gives me a better understanding of something uh, that happened before I was alive or that I wasn't familiar with or something like that. So Dallas Buyers Club, number four.
0: Awesome. All right, Eric. Yeah, that's a whole, I, I, a uh, I'll admit a hole in my movie watching I still haven't seen Dallas Buyers Club and I apologize. Maybe on our next assignment one, if I still haven't done it, Jake, <laughs> you can assign it to me, All right, Eric? What do you got next And your favorite uh, movies based on true stories?
2: I like both of you guys. Number fours. Um, both of those were, were near, near entries for me. Uh, my number four, I went into the scary movie or horror genre and I went with the conjuring. Oh, so yeah. uh, the 20, what was it? 2013, James Wan production, uh, Patrick Wilson, Vera Farmiga, um, yeah, just kind of a darker, uh, you know. I mean, this could this could be very well loosely based on on true events, sure or what, sure. Just, uh, for the genre and whatnot, but I feel like there's just so many of them. But I felt like this is one. I'm I've always been uh, very impressed by James Wan and what he puts together um, with with his catalog and what he, what he's done. I feel like he just creates some strong, uh, strong films and, and less about just jump scaring you and more about like, you know, whether it's getting in your head or, or making you think about some of these things. I think that's something that rhetorically, you know, sometimes I think this based on true stories, based on true events, you know, is, is there to sell, is there to plug, um, the film but, but i think it's it's just a well done it's it's a good good watch and uh something that i enjoy it's my fourth. awesome awesome
0: yeah, i like that one yeah.
2: um all right thank you number three
0: jake jake tell us your number three
1: hey uh my number 3 i think this one might be another gap for you chat if i remember right my number 3 is 12 years a slave
0: <laughs> i don't like to admit that that's a gap when we're <laughs> when we're actually live because Sorry. <laughs> uh, because here's why though is because at first i didn't see it for a long time because i was i was afraid like of just of how heavy it is I, i'm not i'm not guessing right now and now i feel like i'm at a place and i just haven't i haven't made sure i went out and and got it Went out and right. so I, need, right. I need, I need to make sure I do. For what it's worth, it's heavy, but
1: it's not like I wouldn't even feel the need to warn people before. Like it's not like this will scar you for life. Heavy.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. Thank you. Uh,
1: but anyway, uh, yeah, Twelve Years a Slave. Um, not gonna lie, when it came out, uh, I kind of thought, like, can I really be good as everyone's saying? Uh, you know, um, there are a lot of movies out there about slavery and the trials thereof and uh, you know um, and I just didn't know that much about the plot of the movie um, before I saw it just thinking it would be like a lot of other period pieces Um, but Steve McQueen's direction is just so impressive Uh, every performance there is amazing Um, it was the first time I saw Lupita Nyong'o I don't know if other people already knew her by then but uh, uh, she was amazing I think she won uh, the Oscar that year as well yeah um so anyway uh definitely a movie that makes me cry um about the injustices both uh then and now and uh it, it is a must I, it's a, the kind of movie that i really do think everyone should see um in their lifetime uh it, you know from at least the age of teenager onward uh it's just uh it's an empathy generator but not in a cheap way uh like some of the uh kind of Movies I have uh, not named, but said, you know, the ones that manipulate you or uh, try too hard was like, look what this person did. Um, 12 Years a Slave is uh, it's really nuanced. So everyone's gotta see it.
0: Yeah, awesome. Thank you. All right. Wooderson, what do you got?
1: Uh, for my
2: number three, I went bio. So more focused on, uh, this is where I would have also plugged in 12 Years a Slave um which is uh you know one of the one of the strongest ones uh one of these days we're going to wrestle chad and make him watch it um the pursuit of happiness is uh another one that i really like in this genre um and you know just being really focused on on the story and uh uh, Will Smith and his performance, I think, is really strong. Um, yeah, so that's my number three.
0: Yeah, The Pursuit of Happiness is hard for me to watch, and I've, I've never actually watched it again for that reason. Not because it was bad, but just because it put me through the ringer, and only gave me a few minutes of happiness at the end. And with, with Drake hitting 12 Years of Slave and you hitting Pursuit of Happiness, my number three is a much, like, smaller-scale movie. Um yeah very much as far as scope of story and like depth of emotion is probably dwarfed by something like Pursuit of Happiness and definitely 12 Years of Slave. But um, a movie that kind of snuck up on me with how good it was, Oscar nominated script. My number three is The Big Sick, um, written by uh, Emily Gordon and Kumail Nanjiani, directed by Michael Showalter, who also directed uh, The Lovebirds, which comes on Netflix like in a week or so, uh, with Kumail and Issa Rae. Um, the big sick is, you know, the reason that I like it is because a lot of these based on true events stories, they have a lot of bombastic stuff, rightfully so moving stuff, emotional stuff. And the big sick is about, yes, there's a coma involved. So there's some big moments, but it's about relationships. It's about humans. It's about understanding each other in a really thoughtful and funny way. And that's why the big sick sticks out so much for me is because in the midst of all these movies, and including all of mine, besides The Big Sick, this is one that's more on the ground level for somebody like me, you know? Dealing with relationships, understanding other people, um, health insurance, parents, in-laws, all kinds of stuff that we see every day. Uh, And it's just such a charming movie, great performances, great script, that uh, doesn't sacrifice humor or emotion. Um, at the expense of cheap laughs, which I think is, is really cool. So my number three, the big sick. Um, all right. Uh, let's see, Eric, I think we're going to go you first. Uh, what do you got for number two?
2: Two. So I went and broke it into the crime, true crime genre, uh, where I went, uh, with Foxcatcher, which also kind of your sports movie. Um, But blending those two, uh, you know, genres together in the drama. Uh, 2014, uh, um, I think Steve Carell gives such a strong performance. And then Channing Tatum and Mark Ruffalo. um, Just in in this story, I I didn't know anything about this. I think that's one of the themes for me in these these, uh, historical uh, truth, uh, you know, true stories. He's just wanting to learn more, wanting to know more about, about that. And, you know, I had no clue about the history behind Foxcatcher and, and this story of, of uh, U.S. Olympic wrestling uh, champions and brothers. Um, but just, like I said, overall strong performances, kind of a dark tone. Um, really dark. Um, but overall, you know, I, I think uh, really worth, worth checking out. Um, you know, if you're a wrestler, if you're a sports fan, um, you know you'll, you'll you'll have something there.
0: So. Yeah, a few things about fox Etcher. really discomforting movie, disquieting, incredible performance by Channing Tatum. By the way, Channing Tatum. By the way, yeah. Who who I don't feel has ever quite been that good. And of course, Steve Carell is chilling. And also, just to give a shout out to Ben. Also just to give a shout out to ben, Bennett Miller.
1: Uh, he directed
0: Moneyball, and he directed Foxcatcher. He's he's pretty darn good. Um, all right, my number two, weirdly, my my number my number three was The Big Sick, with with the initials TBS. My number two has the same exact initials TBS. <laughs> uh, my second favorite movie based on a true story is The Big Short. Um, Written and directed by Adam McKay, Uh, Mr. Daniel Potter and I were talking, uh, talk about this movie all the time. We saw it with Eric uh, some, some years ago when it came out in 2015. And I think it is one of the, like, it pulls off one of the greatest tricks of any movie based on a true story I've ever seen because it's, it's breaks the fourth wall. It does all this weird stuff and it takes on something that shouldn't be cinematic at all. And just gives it this really cinematic tone. It t- it, somebody like me who didn't understand anything about like the housing collapse or, or any of that stuff was able to follow along. And then, of course, you have all these heavy hitters, Steve Carell, Brad Pitt, Ryan Gosling, Christian Bale. And they're all giving incredible performances. Uh, and then Adam McKay, who mostly done, um, you know, straight up comedy up until then, just has this tricky tonal balance and pulls it off amazingly. I, I would not have been sad at all if he had won Best Director because I think what he balanced and how he pulled it all together was unlike anything I've, I've almost ever seen. It's a dazzling movie because every time I watch it, I'm like, this movie should fall apart at every second. And it's a tribute to the script.
1: Um, oh, yeah, him, duh. By Adam yeah. McKay,
0: uh, which he won an Oscar for, by the way. Um, and and the actors, this the skill of the actors that the, that the movie works as well as it does. So. My second favorite movie based on a true story based is The Big Short. All right, Jacob. All right, Jacob.
1: Okay, hey, we're going to hey, do a deep cut for my number two. If you will travel with me back to the year 1990. Have either of you seen the movie, Reversal of Fortune? Jeremy Irons? Jeremy Irons. I have Have not seen
0: it, it, but I read about it a ton (laughs) as a 10 year old who was like, this movie sounds like something 10 year old Chad should not see.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Uh, rightfully so. Um, But yeah, not a lot of people have seen it. Uh, So Reversal of Fortune is a, a true story movie about Klaus von Bulow, who was a uh, well-known rich man who uh, <clears throat> was accused of killing his wife. Um, or, sorry, putting her into a coma that nearly killed her, technically. Uh, which is something uh, this a uh, lot, this is a movie. Um, which is uh, like a, a real life case I didn't know anything about and haven't heard anything about outside of this movie. Um, and it's kind of unique in that it, it doesn't tell you uh, until the end of the movie that it's based on a true story. And is like, is that a case you guys are familiar with? The Bombilo No, case? no. Okay. I only know of
0: the movie because Jeremy Irons was lauded for right. his performance.
1: Yeah. So I happened to watch the movie and had no idea it was based on true events and thought it was just doing a cool, like, did he do it? Uh, fictional story. And then at the end it says, this movie was based on true events. Um, anyway, it strikes a really great balance between, uh, very uh, 90s soap opera-y uh, drama with this uh, great moral question of uh, did this man try to kill his wife? And uh, doesn't matter how should it be handled with the law and things like that. Uh, so both uh, Jeremy Irons and uh, what's his name? Ron Silver are really, really excellent in the movie. Jeremy Irons plays Klaus Below The Man Accused. Uh, Ron Silver plays his lawyer, Alan Dershowitz, who is a fascinating person to look up, as I found afterwards. Um, he's still working in law and uh, actually defended uh, Trump during the impeachment trial, which seems like the opposite of the way he's portrayed in this movie, which is based on a book that he wrote on the experience with the Van Bulo case. So anyway, uh, clearly I have a lot to say about it, but uh, just kind of a, a, a gem from the 90s, uh, from 1990, that not a lot of people have seen, Reversal of Fortune.
0: That's awesome. I think Jeremy Irons was nominated for an Oscar, if I remember correctly.
1: That sounds right.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to hit my number one. We're, we're up to my favorite movie, if we're not counting Social Network, based on uh, true events. Uh, if we're talking about going back in time, uh, this was this before, um, and is one of my very favorite movies of all time. Um, if we ever get around to doing our favorite movies of all time list, I uh, likely I'll say a little more about this movie. Um, it has incredible performances. I'm just looking at my notes here and also hoping my voice doesn't keep echoing. Um, brilliant themes, gorgeous music. Um, I'm always surprised when I watch it by how perfect I feel like it is. Um, it's a celebration of like what genius is and also a knife in the gut to those of us, I include myself, who, who wish we had genius, who, who chase after trying to be great and can't ever quite get there. And I don't mean that like as some want, want, want. That's not what I mean. But I mean only, right. only some people have within them the ability to be a genius in their field, be it uh, being a doctor, being a musician, being an actor, being a teacher whatever it is and and uh in fact this movie like when i saw it when i was younger i i was still processing how like what movies mean to me and stuff and it was one that as i kept watching it over the years i'm surprised by how much more resonant it gets as i get older as i understand filmmaking better Uh, and my number one favorite movie of all time based on a true story is amadeus um based on the play by Peter Schaeffer, written by Peter Schaeffer, directed by Milos Forman, one Best Picture in 1984. And I think it's incredibly, incredibly, incredibly deserving of that. Um, a cinematic experience that is like hard to even describe. Um, way back, those of you who followed Rogo Tours for a lot longer, when we, were, when we had our own blog and stuff, and I used to do, these are a few of my favorite scenes. Um, and write about some of my favorite scenes from cinema. I wrote about one of the most devastating scenes in cinema where um, F. Marie Abraham's character writes this piece that's supposed to be for when Mozart comes in and Mozart memorizes it off the top of his head and plays it and messes around with it and it just like shatters him, shatters F. Marie Abraham. He's just like, I spent so long on that and he just can't stand that Mozart has such talent. Anyway, I won't go into it anymore but I think that Amadeus is an incredible movie. Plus it's soundtracked by some of the greatest music ever written that Mozart wrote. And it's this examination too of this really crass, terrible character who is Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, who just so happens to be uh, one of the greatest musical geniuses to ever walk the face of the earth. So, uh, it's a shattering, brilliant, moving, thoughtful movie that I'll watch for the rest of my life. My favorite movie based on true events. And I'll be honest, it probably would have been in the running for number one even if the social network was here. It would have been it would have taken me a lot of thought to end up going, you know. Going, you know. What was number one? All right, Jake. Finish off your list for us and then we'll finish up with Eric. Today. today my number one might be shared uh, I'm not sure. I'm excited
1: to see um chad you mentioned it as an honorable my number one is spotlight nice best picture winner 2015 uh that is, so what
2: what that is shared that is my number one as well
1: oh no way i suspected i remembered you had a lot of love for it um, mm-hmm. i guess i'll say my piece real quick and then uh leave it to you so um i, I may have maybe a slight bias towards spotlight because i was a journalism major in college And was uh, still in college five years ago when this came out. Um, And it definitely uh, tapped right into that, uh, you know, I guess probably naive, but like hopeful sense of like, ooh, if I, you know, going into this field, this is how I can uh, make a difference is like uh, finding these stories that need to be told and breaking them. Um, Which I know, you know, even if I was working in journalism right now, uh, it's a rare thing that someone gets that opportunity, but it's so invigorating to watch the team in that movie, played by an all-star cast, uh, slowly uncover the uh, cover-up that's going on with the Catholic Church, and uh, just feeling that pure sense of obligation to the public uh, that you know we have to get this story out there. People need to know what's going on. We can't, uh, we are uh, implicated. implicated discover this information and are not sharing it as soon as we can and it it does run the risk a little bit of of the hero worship thing I talked about where it's like these earnest journalists doing nothing wrong but just trying to get to the truth. But I like that you also have, um, which seems realistic and must have been true, you have the uh, Michael Keaton's character and other bosses who bosses can do. see how important this is, how important this is, but for some external reasons, but for some some to slow actions. it down and be like, look, we can't rush this. We can't uh, put it out there as soon as you feel ready for it. Um, as the people who are uh, doing the street work, the groundwork, and in investigating and talking to these victims. Um, so anyway, it's a movie that makes you angry, a movie that makes you really sad. Uh, but uh, I, it, I really agreed with that win in 2015. I think it won Best Picture for a reason um so my number
0: one spotlight awesome eric what do you want to say about your number one which is also spotlight
1: yeah uh
2: for me <clears throat> i i i mean i knew some of the events sort of what was going on in this time period but uh i just felt like if i had someone tell me about it i would think okay so it's like a journalism like i wasn't a journalism major <laughs> okay, i respect it, but it just sounds to me it just if i'm describing a movie to someone it's almost hard for me to sell it but like this is my it's like my plea with anyone who hasn't seen it is like give it a chance like i the craftsmanship that tom mccarthy uh is able to to on you know in, in two hours is is incredible i i found the story like the facts of the story are, are incredible. And the material like is just uh, mind blowing to me, and but the performance, like it's one of my favorite ensemble casts. I think I think Ruffalo again is really strong in it. Michael Keaton, uh, and then Liv Liv Schreiber I think is just fantastic. And then you got Rachel McAdams. You got a lot of other really strong uh, characters in this. And I don't feel like it's one person you're focused on like it's, it's collective, it's a collaboration, but, but basically watching a team of journalists put this together and it's so compelling. Like I, I, I this, I've watched this, you know, several times I've watched it again and again, and it's, it's heavy. It's, it's not, you know, it's not like a feel good story or anything, but, but I feel like it resonates and makes you think about, uh, about, you know, uh, this story and and what happened and and what you can learn from that and how you would process your feelings on this. So uh, for me, I think it's just really a, a strong. Like you said, uh, it was already mentioned, best picture. Uh, for me, also the soundtrack is one of those things yes. that gets in my head. The some score the is good. It's just solid. And uh, when I'm working on something else in the office, I'll I'll have this going. Which is some really strong performances. Um, all down the Stanley Tucci is another one. Um, yeah, go see it. If you haven't. Yeah. Um, it's worth the watch.
0: Yeah. And I would say, uh, it's the, it's the only movie that showed up on more than one list. And even though it didn't show up on my top five, I mentioned it as an honorable mention. So it does seem like the quote unquote winner of the night but hopefully we've also given you a lot of other possibilities for things that you can watch both obscure and fairly famous if you haven't had a chance to catch them. And I love uh, something Jake wrote in our notes about uh, movies that play with perspective, morals, and empathy. And I think that's a lot that that sums up a lot of the movies that we're drawn to at Rogo tours, movies that really get us thinking about what does it mean to be moral, And where is that line? What's the grayness like uh, Jake talked about? And then how can we understand other people more? Uh, People who are unlike us. I think that's the cool thing about taking taking real events and turning them into movies is like Eric talked about. It's filtered through a person who thought about this, looked at the world in their own way, is now spinning it back out, Um, combined, you know, the truth of what happened with the truth of what they believe, in a way that hopefully teaches us all something new and and interesting. um, Thank you. Thanks for listening. Sorry for some of our audio issues. You know, we do what we do. Maybe soon we'll be back in the same room while we record episodes so that the audio won't have
2: such uh, issues.
0: Uh, Anything you gentlemen wanted to add?
2: A lot of good movies to go see. Check them out.
0: Um, all right thank you so much thanks for listening to the rogo tours podcast uh you can uh tweet uh, at Rogotours or at c durham 99 or you can find eric it's like uh wood right um and uh, on facebook and if you can read some by writing on uh, medium.com slash O tours have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you later